0: the answer
1: yes indeed it is and a good morning to you on this monday the third morning of the sixth month of the year of our lord 2019 thanks for being with us um let me tell you how important i think it is for the president to bend and uh kiss the ring of the royals <laughs> uh i would uh i would play crickets here honestly if i could i just don't have it ready and i don't want to uh, have dead air on the radio i don't care at all is what i'm trying to say I don't care even a little bit. Everybody's worried about this. I mean, even Breitbart had a POTUS kicks off UK state visit with attack on dumb and incompetent layer uh, London Mayor Khan. So, in what way is that inaccurate? Did you recall what the mayor of uh, London, Trump, crying baby balloon that flew over uh, uh, over London? Uh, all of the protests, nobody said anything about respecting this foreign head of state. uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, Khan is dumb and incompetent. And far worse than that, to be quite frank. Go take a look at the security and the uh, crime rate in London, particularly uh, 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 terrorist-related crimes in London since uh, uh, City Khan took over. He's right. And Meghan Markle makes public statements about Donald Trump, calling him a misogynist, calling him divisive, calling him bigoted, and so on and so forth. He's not allowed to, to, to strike back and say, She's nasty. She's treating, treats me nasty. I'm going to treat her nasty. So what? I don't care about all of this stuff. You know, I, there was a time, and I guess, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be something else that will be a little bit, just a little bit too far, maybe crossing the line. Haven't seen it yet for a long time, to be quite frank. But there was a time when I, I cared a lot more about President, the president's personality and his statements and so on and so forth than I do now. But right now, I am beyond that. I'm beyond that because, quite honestly, the President of the United States is fighting almost all by himself to protect and preserve the liberty of the people of the United States of America. And if he's got to get down in the mud and fight with the, the, the uh, you know those who dwell there, then so be it. And that's just the way that it is. So if you've got thoughts on it, by all means, you can share them with me, but I'm not going to worry about the President and the uh, uh, trading insults with some of the royal family uh, or some of the leadership in the U.K. It just doesn't bother me. 888 uh, 281 Uh either one of those numbers will get you here on Twitter, France Radio, F R A N T Z Radio. By the way, I think I should probably point this out since I just gave you my Twitter handle. It has come to my attention that a number of rather prominent conservatives are starting their own migration. They're migrating not from one country to another, but they're migrating away from the toxic censorship laden liberal platform of Twitter, and they're moving over to another uh, Twitter type uh, social media platform called um, what is it called for goodness sakes? parlor it's called parlor. I just kind just kind of became aware of this. Parler, not spelled P-A-R-L-O-R, as you may you know, have recalled it, but Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. It's a new app that a lot of the people who have been banned or blocked or censored or whatever, suspended by Twitter, a lot of conservatives are moving to. Now, I'll, I'm going to bring this up. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I want to point out two things. Number one, I have created an account on Parler as well. I haven't used it yet. I just created the account. Obviously, I couldn't remember what it was called a minute ago. But um, I want to encourage those who are social media minded, if you're already following me on Twitter, for example, and Facebook at France Radio, I have created an account under the same handle, France Radio, for this new app called Parlor that is drawing conservatives everywhere. Um, and, and the two things I want to say about it is, number one, it's about darn time. Somebody was able to put something together that can draw some of the biggest names. For example, the actor James Woods has been one of the biggest thorns in the sides of liberals all over this country by way of social media for the last several years. He is an unapologetic conservative and supporter of Donald Trump and supporter of, of all things, you know, conservative. And he just waylays, uh, liberals. And of course that earned him what? A ban from Twitter. So he is on parlor. Along with a whole lot of other really, really, like I said, prominent people. So I've joined it as well, and I would like to invite you to. That's, the good news is it's a place for conservatives to go where the censorship of the left will not, you know, ban them from, ban them for speaking their minds. But the second thing I wanted to say about this, and this is the flip side, I'm being 100% real with you and 100% honest with you. Um, we cannot abandon the Twitter platform. To the liberals. As much as I hate it and talk to you about this on a semi regular basis, I can't abandon it because it has a massive, massive running head start. In other words, there are millions of Americans who use Twitter and don't know about a parlor. They may be conservative minded or they may be just moderates and not really conservative minded and they go on twitter and all they get is the the liberal spin of the news of the day they use twitter as their news source they look and see what's trending and rather than reading a newspaper rather than you know watching a newscast which probably a good thing by the way because those are almost the same as the liberal twitter but they they get their news from there and If all they get is the liberal spin on the news, liberal commentary on the news, in other words, if all they get is if they go on Twitter and read AOC's spin on the news, that's Kelly Bundy Cortez, if they just read Bernie and and Liz Warren and their supporters in in this great big giant liberal echo chamber, they're going to think that's the way things are. If nobody is there to call BS and say, no, that's not accurate, here's why. No, that's a lie, here's why. No, the climate isn't changing, here's why. If you just abandon them to this, they have millions and millions of people who don't even know about a second site, who don't know where else to get the other side of the story, and they're only going to get the one side of the story. So I'm of two minds on Parler. On one side, I love it because it gives conservatives, like I said, a place to speak without being censored by the liberal Jack Dorseys, he's the one who runs Twitter, or the... Um, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who runs Facebook, these people of the world, you know, the Silicon Valley liberal giants that they are. I like the idea of Parler for that reason, but I, I'm not ready to abandon the liberal places like Twitter because we need to fight the battle of ideas. We need to fight for our ideology, um, where, where people who are, like I said, who are perhaps moderate or nonpartisan, uh, where they live and where they read things. So, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, at France Radio. Follow me in all of those places if you can, and we'll see how this goes. I'm very much interested in it. Now, I mentioned the newspaper a moment ago, and I mentioned how some people don't read the newspaper anymore. It's because they read Twitter and social media and other things, and of course, that is all part and parcel of the, the newspaper industry dying. A very, very slow, painful death. Particularly in places like Cleveland where the newspaper, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, has laid off I don't know how many total hundreds of workers over the last couple of years in twice annual, I want to say maybe more often, purges of their staff that they cannot afford to pay. They have stopped delivering the newspaper seven days a week a few years ago now because they can't afford to pay for delivery They've had to raise their prices on their subscriptions and on their uh, individual uh, uh, you know, uh, purchases at the, at the paper boxes and newsstands and so on and so forth. In other words, that's a long way of saying the plane dealer's dying. And if you're wondering why the plane dealer is dying, and you're wondering why all of those people who used to work for that publication are unemployed or at least now employed elsewhere, I would like to point to this as one of the reasons why. I posted this on my Facebook page on Friday or Saturday whenever I first saw this. And the responses have been almost unanimous in agreement that this is kind of the reason why the plane dealer is dying and is near death. They allowed their former, as in retired, leader, the editorial director of The Plain Dealer, from 1991 until he retired nine years ago. They allow him to continue to write editorials. Brent Larkin, one of the most far-left members of the editorial board, and, of course, during his career, editorial director, that you're ever going to find, and one of the most ridiculously nonsensible, biased individuals that you're going to read in this rag, wrote an op-ed that they let run on Friday, headlined, Donald Trump is a president white supremacists can be proud of. He then proceeded to write some 750 words or so about how and why it is that Trump's supporters... Are white supremacists, Trump supporters, are every bit as despicable and deplorable as Hillary Clinton once proclaimed that they were. And Donald Trump loves all of it. I read this with bile in the back of my throat, just almost ready to to lose it. Before I shared it on my Facebook page, and I don't know if I put it on Twitter or not, and I didn't put it on Parlor, but I'm going to have to do it on all of those as well, and I'll let you see it as well. But I want you to see exactly what, blind, vile hatred of one man, it's called TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome, um, what it looks like and what they're willing to do. They are willing to literally cut their own cut off their own noses despite their faces. They're willing to drive more and more subscribers and readers away in order to make their horrific, progressive, liberal viewpoints known. This guy isn't even their editorial director anymore. He's been retired for nine years. They still give him access to their pages to print his liberal tripe. And it's driving even more people away. How do I know this? I posted it on my Facebook page on Friday when it ran. And immediately I got reactions from so many people who said never buying another copy. Others who said, I gave up my subscription years ago, but occasionally pick it up. We'll never pick it up again. No more 50 cents or 75 cents or whatever it is they've raised the price to for a single daily uh, uh, issue now. Nobody. They are willing to cut off, again, their own source of revenue in order to spew their their ridiculous, progressive, Bias through their Trump deranged uh, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome laden minds. I'm going to share a little bit about what he wrote with you after this, and then I'm going to get your reaction to it. 216 9010945, 888 281 1110. Right back after this.
0: WHK radio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast.
1: All right, a uh, couple of notes here as we continue. Number one, a caller off the air has educated me and informed me, according to Marcy, who answered the phone, that parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R, is a French word meaning to talk. That would make some sense as to why it is a new social media platform. Parler. I knew I should have taken French in high school. There was something I was missing, and that's what it is. I did not know that. I've only known parlor as in the room, parlor. P-A-R-L-O-R. Anyway, parlor means to talk. So, number one, thank you. That's the other social media site. That's what I wanted to uh, share with you that I've uh, created an account in. It's a new platform that conservatives are moving over to. So follow me there if you could and if you would. Secondly, I used Twitter just moments ago to share with you the article that I'm going to share with you now. And this is a- another example of why the plain dealer continues to die on the vine. They literally, they are just crumbling, uh, laying off people left and right. They cannot pay their bills. Nobody wants to read their publication. And perhaps this is one of the reasons why. Because the Plain Dealer simply does not respect you if you are a Trump supporter. Brent Larkin wrote the following, published by the Plain Dealer. If you believe it's a good idea for the most important person on the planet to be a soulless reprobate, then Donald Trump's your man in next year's presidential election. But don't lose sight of the price tag. It's higher than keeping the country on its path toward wrecking the climate dismantling the constitution and abandoning even the slightest pretense that this is a government where the rule of check rule of law and checks and balances matter because a second Trump term would only embolden you ready for this this is this is who he says this is who the left thinks you are a second Trump term would only embolden Jew hating black hating immigrant hating white supremacists to expand their reach and influence deeper into the fabric of American life. If that makes you feel good about your country, do whatever possible to reelect your president. This is, this is who they think you are. This takes Hillary Clinton's description of you and me as deplorable to levels that we can't even really quite wrap our brains around. If you support Trump, you support wrecking the climate, dismantling the Constitution, abandoning rule of law and checks and balances. You hate Jews, you hate blacks, you hate immigrants, and you're a white supremacist. These aren't my words. These are his words. Never mind the fact that it is the Trump administration which has done more for black Americans, done more to support The nation of Israel and the Jewish people as a whole, both in Israel and in the United States, fighting back against the leftist anti Semitism continually spouted from the likes of Sharia Tlaib and Jihad Omar. Never mind the fact that the United States of America has done more for ethnic minorities, many of whom are migrants slash immigrants to work in this country legally and at higher pay than any president has since Reagan. Never mind all of those things. In Trump's America, fewer blacks are in prison. More of them are working. In Trump's America, fewer Latinos are unemployed and impoverished. More of them are working. Talking about the legal ones. In the in Trump's America, we recognize the sovereignty of the Jewish state, of Israel. And I know it's not solely a Jewish state, but it is what we recognize. And Jerusalem, the Jewish capital, is the Israeli capital. Our embassy now resides in Jerusalem. But we are Trump, if we're Trump supporters, we're Jew haters, black haters, immigrant haters, white supremacists, climate wreckers, constitution destroyers, and abusers and abandoners of the rule of law and checks and balances. This, according to the Cleveland Plain Dealer editorial, authored by their longtime editorial director. I've got a few words I would like to have with Brent Larkin myself. I know he would never come on this show. I've invited him on through the years. I've reached out. I've made inquiries. He's not coming on any show like this to actually have to defend these positions. But he's willing to sit here and write 750 words about how reprehensible and horrific and hateful you are. I'll give you more of those words and more of my reaction as we continue after the news. All right, 1035 as we roll along on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks again for joining us. I'm going to come back to Brent Larkin's uh, savage attack on Trump supporters in uh, Friday's Plain Dealer in just a bit. But I want to pivot back now to what I started the show with today. I started the show talking about the President of the United States. And uh, the tariffs that he has threatened Mexico with, starting this Wednesday, they would go into effect. 5% on all Mexican goods coming into the United States, if they don't do something satisfactory to limit the flow of illegal immigrants coming not only from his country, or their country rather, but from other countries as well into the United States. Those tariffs are the subject of much discussion. And I would imagine that is going to be part of the discussion on June 10th. One week from tonight, uh, senior Trump advisor Curtis Ellis is coming to town. He's coming to Strongsville, to be precise, brought here by the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County to talk about trade and tariffs. It's going to be a perfectly timed conversation with Curtis Ellison. Joining us now for a little preview of that is the uh, chairman of the uh, Republican Party uh, of Cuyahoga County, Mr. Rob Frost. Rob, good to talk to you again, my friend. How are you this Monday?
2: I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me uh, on to talk about this. Uh, What will be uh, next Monday evening?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually like I said, perfect timing uh to have him in because um and, and, and this was scheduled, I know this has been worked on for a while, long before the president announced just a few days ago this uh this five percent tariff idea of his. Um I got to tell you, Rob. You know, I know a lot of people are critical of this, and I know it's going to hurt some people in the short term. Some prices are going to rise on certain things if this is something that is is prolonged. But, but I, I have to see. Or I have to say rather that this is an example, is it not, of short term pain for long term gain? We have to do something to make Mexico work with us here and to respect our sovereignty. Do we not?
2: We do, and and we can step back a a minute. We're going to be talking, in fact, on Monday about not just uh, the the threatened tariffs on Mexico, but also the proposed China trade deal and the escalating tariffs on on China as well. And so the real focus of what we're talking about next Monday night will be how all of this will affect Cleveland workers and Cleveland jobs. Uh, That's why Curtis Ellis is coming to to Strongsville. Uh, We're very excited to be hosting it, co-hosting with the Strongsville GOP. And, you know, people in the mainstream media, Bob, are really getting themselves, you know, all just spun out over this idea that that our president would even think about increasing uh, tariffs. Uh, Well, what the president is trying to do is to successfully negotiate trade deals. Uh, But how can you negotiate a trade deal that's in your country's best interest and have any leverage at all in that negotiation if there isn't any pain for the other side if they don't make a deal with you? Uh, you know the Obama administration and quite honestly other prior administrations republican and democrat uh were always so eager just to get a deal done to be able to to you know crow about a success and say oh good we have one more trade deal uh, that we had deals get done that were not in the best interest of our workers of our gross domestic product uh, of this country growing and remaining strong Uh, And what Curtis Ellis uh, has done as a senior advisor to the president and now senior advisor to the the pro-Trump super PAC, America First Policies, is help the president of the United States develop the right policies and the right legal basis for those policies uh, for how we're going to reassert uh, American strength into fair trade and we're going to be uh, dealing with other countries on a way that uh, our leaders are acting in our country's best interest, and we invite Chinese leaders to act in their country's best interest, and Mexican mm-hmm. leaders to act in their country's best interest in coming to a deal. Um, let's have trade deals in place, uh, but let's do them on the on the right terms. Let's Let's start there. And that's, well, that's what we haven't been doing for thirty years.
1: Rob, the uh, one of the most important things you just mentioned is the way the media is is mm-hmm. is presenting this, and and I think one of the things they mm-hmm. do to try to freak out Americans is to continue to use the word war. They're calling this a trade war, mm-hmm. um, and and, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what the president is sending to do here. Whether it's China, as you pointed out, which Mister Ellis is coming to talk about, and I'm sure he will talk about the Mexican tariffs as well. But when we talk about oh, yeah, the institution cool. of these cool. tariffs. Yeah. We talk about the institution yep. of these tariffs. It's not with the intention of starting a trade war, but the other thing you said, which is the most important, is fair trade. Free trade mm-hmm. is not always fair trade, and that is what we have had right. uh, with with our Chinese, you know, business partners, if you will, and in North America as well. Uh, but it hasn't always been fair to the United States, and that's what President Trump has kind of made, you know, his his top priority here.
2: Right. Well, and I really want people to come here, Curtis Ellis. He's much more the expert than I am. That's why he's the senior advisor uh, both to the president and the now currently to the Super PAC. And let me get a little plug in here, and I know we'll repeat uh, later on before mm-hmm. before I go, but uh, this is going to be next Monday, June 10th, 7 p.m. at the Strongsville Senior Center. Uh, for those who may not have that address, that's 18100 Royalton Road down in Strongsville. Uh, we encourage people to, uh, to uh, register for that. They can go to our website website to get information on that at cuoga County goPcom so Bob you're exactly right and it not only is it about fair trade but one of the things that the mainstream media is trying to distract with is they're trying to claim that these actions are by the president are somehow not legitimate that the president just can't do this that uh, that a country just can't do this that, that this goes against all international norms that it even they'll say go against our Constitution uh, it couldn't be clearer in our constitution our Article 1, Section 8, uh, that, that our country has the power uh, to lay tariffs, duties, uh, they were called. then. Now, the power rests, if you know your Constitution in Article 1, that means it rests with the Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Congress, for ill or for good over the decades, has delegated more and more authority on this and many issues to the executive, to the president. And the president is on firm legal ground on uh, on the steel tariffs. Uh, the Trade Expansion Act on the China tariffs, both that and the Trade Act of 1974. And then most recently on the Mexican uh, uh, tariffs, the threatened uh, tariffs on Mexican goods, uh, the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. If Congress doesn't like what the president is doing, if they feel he, have, he has gone beyond their intent then congress can change that it's an act of congress that has delegated the authority to him and quite honestly that would be the responsibility of congress to either retake uh, that that authority back from the executive or to change or clarify what the role of the executive is and you don't see congress doing that um for all the articles you and, and commentary you might see how claiming that republicans in congress don't really like uh, trump's tariffs well The Democrats control one house, and if they had enough senators uh, on the Republican side to work with them who wanted to take this power back from the president, they could do that. They haven't. They've delegated this authority clearly to the president. He is acting in our country's best interest, and he's acting on policy. He's acting for the strength of this country. Um, As I say, I really want to let Curtis Ellis get into the depth with you uh, and with not only your listeners, but with those who come uh, next Monday night. But it is clear that all of those who are hyperventilating out there uh, in the mainstream media trying to say that that the president has done something unlawful or extra constitutional, uh, they just couldn't be further from the truth.
1: (laughs) Well, Curtis Ellis, as you point out, is obviously the expert. That's why he's, you know, with with the Trump team as a senior advisor, and I certainly look forward to talking to him next, next Monday, and then, of course, he will be speaking, and we'll get the details on uh, Strongsville next uh, Monday night as well. But you're doing a pretty good job here, because I think we're all like-minded on this issue, and and what I want people to understand is the President isn't give, being given a choice here. Everything you just said about the Congress, even with some Republicans perhaps not supporting the tariffs, the Congress is literally, and I know I don't like. I don't want to just be cliche here and call it a do nothing Congress, which has been you know kind of the you know the term used for Congresses people don't like for a mm-hmm. long time. But this particular Congress is so wrapped up in investigating the president, so spending all of its time mm-hmm. on matters of investigation rather than legislation, and trying to work together to form workable trade deals so that we can have fair trade for everybody, meaning uh, where we're mm-hmm. not the ones on the short end of the stick with our Chinese uh, trade and, and and even in North America. Trade. So, you know, that's the thing here that people don't seem to want to, you know, to understand. President Trump isn't just doing this willy nilly. He literally has been given no choice since the legislative branch is doing nothing on their end. So he kind of has to, you know, if he really is interested in keeping his promises to the American people, he's kind of, he kind of has to take some of these unilateral actions like tariffs.
2: I agree. I think if you look at the president's record so far, it is a record of of promises kept. Mm -hmm. But What's one big thing he hasn't been able to get done, even he is frustrated by this, is any action at all uh, on the southern border, on, on stemming this crisis, this immigration crisis. So he's been able to do certain things that now Democrats have held up in court on funding at least part of the wall. Uh, And so he has been forced into this action. Meanwhile, the president doesn't want to be in a position of raising tariffs with Mexico. The president and his team of of economic and trade advisors have renegotiated NAFTA. NAFTA was a bad deal for this country. They have renegotiated it, the USMCA, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Uh, It's facing approval in Congress. Why isn't Congress acting on that? And instead, what we see them doing, they are a do-nothing. They're not acting on that, uh, but they're bloviating about what investigations they want to have and who they want to subpoena and who they want to have come talk uh, because they want to get at this president. This is a president who has negotiated one trade deal already in the USMCA, and they're working on negotiating one with China. But it's clear you know, the Chinese are playing hardball, so the president's playing hardball. We don't yet have a deal there. But I know he wants one. Uh, But more than that, I I think you really, uh, you know, strike a chord when you talk about this being about promises kept. Um, I've talked to many, many 2016 Trump supporters who are frustrated with the president right now. Uh, But their frustration isn't that he's necessarily let them down, uh, but it is the idea that, wait, we were going to drain the swamp. Why haven't we gotten more done? And I think it is going to be important over 2019 and 20 uh, to talk with everyone around Ohio, to talk with those who supported the president in 2016 and those who didn't and say, look how much has gotten done. And then, hey, let's look at what wasn't able he wasn't able to get done. Mm -hmm. Whose fault is it? Are you going to go vote for Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren because the president wasn't successful yet? In, uh, in getting uh, more funding for the wall, and it hasn't been successful yet uh, in stemming the uh, immigration crisis, or are you going to reelect Donald Trump, who is going to keep working on that, making progress everywhere that he can, taking unilateral action where he must – uh to to move this forward and protect our country's borders. I think the answer is clear.
1: Rob very very well said and I concur it is very clear and this is a great get by the way for next week. So let's hit this again. Uh senior Trump advisor mm-hmm. Curtis Ellis will talk trade and tariffs and uh and you know especially the new agreement with the uh uh with our our North American partners of Canada and Mexico. All of this is coming up in Strongsville 1 week from tonight and I will have uh Curtis Ellis on very glad that you were able to make him available to me on the program next monday morning but he'll speak monday night give us the details on that again
2: okay again it is curtis ellis uh, speaking on how the proposed china trade deal and the usmca will affect cleveland workers and cleveland jobs we're co-hosting with the strongsville gop that's monday june 10th 7 p.m at the strongsville senior center 18100 royalton road people can go to cuyahoga county com to register Uh, there's no cost Uh, just sign up uh, come we'd love to see everyone out there it's going to be a great event we've got a good crowd already but we do have room for more it's why we reserve the senior center location uh, it's a uh, it's a big spot uh, we want to pack that room we want to hear from curtis ellis uh, what the president is doing to protect this country's borders to put us also back in a position of strength as we negotiate trade deals around the world
1: rob can you give me that uh, site to register again please Let me make sure i can share that with others
2: Sure. You can go to CuyahogaCountyGOP.com
1: com to register. Okay, again, it's a free event, as Rob said, but you do have to register, so make sure you do that so we can uh, fill that place up on uh, Monday and listen to the Trump senior advisor, Curtis Ellis, on matters of trade and tariffs. Obviously, as Rob, Rob just said, China has been the primary uh, issue regarding this, but now, and by the way, good news, Rob, before you go, real quick, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the president of Mexico as recently as yesterday, yesterday has said he is going to be sending his negotiator on Wednesday, and he is confident that we can, quote, get it Deal done, meaning (laughs) the president, all he had to do was threaten the 5% tariff, and suddenly Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we'll do something about the, uh, uh, you know, about the migration that we allow to continue to rush through our country up into the United States. I don't know if it's going to be satisfactory to the president or not, but the fact that the Mexican president is saying, yeah, we do want to get a deal here, they really, they're terrified of the idea of a 5% tariff. So that means the president is already winning. We'll see how it goes on Wednesday, but the president already has at least a verbal concession from the Mexican president president.
2: Absolutely. That is that that shows the progress right there. It shows what happens when you assert yourself properly uh, in dealing internationally. And it's brought the president of Mexico um, right to the table
1: yep and that's what that's what's going to happen have to happen with China as well we have to be steadfast in our beliefs here that if we hold true uh, to this and support the president and have everybody supports the president on this we can make sure that we get fair deals made with China and others too so Rob Frost thank you again my friend for all of the great advance information we'll talk uh, next week to mr. Ellis and look forward to the event next uh, next Monday night
2: sounds good thank you Bob thank Thank you,
1: Rob. Rob Frost, uh, chairman of the Republican Party of Chicago County, joining us. It's 10.50. We'll get a quick timeout. Come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on
0: 102.5 FM, it's the Bob France Authority. All
1: right, 10.52, final segment of the Bob France Authority. On this Monday, uh, I want to remind you once again about this extraordinarily important appeal. I want you to go to our website. When you get an opportunity, I want you to go to whk.com. There's a banner ad at the top of the page. I'm looking at it right now. And it's a banner ad that says, Alliance Defending Freedom. Act now to preserve freedom for you and your children. If that sounds overstated, guess what? It's not. It's not an overstatement that's not, hyper, not hyperbolic. That is real. They are trying to preserve your freedom to be a person of faith and for your children. If you're a business owner, if you're an employee, employer, it doesn't matter, teacher, you have to cave in to the liberal, progressive agenda, even if it violates your personal religious beliefs, your tenets of your faith, particularly if you're Christian, Or Jewish, you must cave in or you are in trouble with the law. Well, who's going to defend you? Who's going to defend you? When that happens to you, the answer is ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. They provide legal services free of charge to people who are assaulted in this way, legally speaking. They provide those free legal services. But guess what? It is not free to try all of these cases. It costs money, and that's where we come in. I need you to go to the website. I need you to click that Alliance Defending Freedom banner at whkradio.com, and I need you to donate. If you can donate $20, donate $20. If you can donate $100, that is our best. What we're trying to do is if we can get enough people through the month of June to donate $100 each, My goodness gracious, this is going to go so far in advancing religious liberty in this country. That's what our goal is. But again, if you can afford more than $100, please donate what you can. It's tax deductible. If you can donate less than $100, donate what you can. It is tax deductible. So it's all at whkradio.com. And if you're not an online person, I'll make it even easier for you. Call this phone number. Call 800-691-8969. Your gift of $100, my friends. To Alliance Defending Freedom's Freedom Fund will help defend your freedom and that of your children and beyond and provides the resources needed to fight these critical court battles. Please donate 800, that's 1-800-691-8969, 800-691-8969. And again, a $100 donation will go so far toward making this happen. If you can do more, please do more. If you can do less, please do what you can you can also set up a rotating uh, or, or a recurring rather uh, donation which can be done again at our website whkradio.com click on the alliance defending freedom banner let me go to the phones tj is calling us from cleveland on am 1420 the answer tj thanks for getting yeah. in before the uh, before the end of the program my friend go ahead yeah about two quick points you know with larkin mm-hmm. and the plane dealer you know the yeah. plane dealer is a sole monopoly and i can't for the life of me remember a company that was a sole monopoly that was a failure but they are. And, you know, Larkin and Dick Fiegler screwed, uh, destroyed the old Cleveland press, and then like rats deserting a ship, they jumped over to the plane dealer. But one other point I want to make with Trump going, you know, being the treatment he's getting in England, and they're talking about, I don't know if you remember that Jerry Lee Lewis movie when he was performing in England, and the sanctimonious Brits attacked him unmercifully for his personal lifestyle. And when he was getting on the plane coming back to America, some British reporter asked him, now, uh, Jerry Lee, what do you think of England? And he goes, England can kiss my ass. How American? And that's what Trump ought to do. Have a good day. Wow. Bob. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate it. Uh, probably a little more aggressive there language-wise than we like, but I do appreciate the passion behind it. So I, uh, I do understand, and I occasionally <laughs> excuse me, will uh, express it in such ways um myself you know uh, i did not see the movie by the way but but i'll tell you what i will say is the president of the united states has gone over there with the attitude of i'm a nationalist i'm a nationalist not white nationalist the way the brent larkins of the world talk just nationalist meaning i am here representing my nation I'm here representing the United States of America, the people that elected me. Guess what? I have respect for you. You're our ally, but your people didn't elect me. My people did. That is whom I am here to represent. And that is how. That is the attitude I'm going to take. In other words, I'm not here to crit to kiss the royal crown, or the royal a, of of the royal family of of, of England. Sorry. I'm glad we're partners. I'm glad we're allies. I hope we can have a nice relationship. But if your royal family is going to continue to call me names and insult me, I'm coming back at you. If your London, your mayor of your largest city, your capital city, uh, is going to treat me poorly, personally, and in the press, I'm going to fight back. And Sadiq Khan, I don't have a whole lot of respect for you. Uh, and I, in fact, I love the fact that he's going over there with essentially a we are the United States. We do not owe you anything type of attitude. His tweets have said this. You know, earlier this morning, uh, the president tweeted, at Sadiq Khan, by who all accounts has done a terrible job as mayor of London, has been foolishly nasty to the visiting president of the United States, by far the most important ally of the U.K. He's a stone-cold loser who should focus on crime in London, not me. <laughs> I love him taking that. out. That's pretty much what you just said, Jerry Lee Lewis, once said uh, about KMA. That's pretty much what, what the president is over there saying. And you know what? Good. I didn't like the apology tour of Barack Obama. I would rather have the We Are America, We Bow to No One tour of Donald J. Trump. I'll talk more tomorrow about uh, Brent Larkin. I had to cut that short about his uh, ridiculous uh, insulting of Trump supporters on tomorrow's program. We've got a lot of other stories to get to as well. It's Pride Month. We didn't cover that today, but we'll do that tomorrow as well. But stay where you are, because um, we're not done. I am, but Mike Gallagher's coming up next, followed by Prager. So stay right here on AM 1420, The Answer, and we'll see you Tuesday. Enjoy
2: Bye-bye. The